Hello and welcome to another episode of Pitch Black, America's Missing Soccer Stars. I'm your host and creator, Matthew. And as usual, we're going to talk about a couple things that's happening locally, nationally, and internationally as far as black soccer stars. All right. First, I'm just going to start it off with some light uh, information. Uh, uh, new things that are coming up are finally got you know everything together as far as being a bit more organized uh so coming up this next week and um for the foreseeable future based on work schedule i will be trying trying to do three episodes a week uh going forward so that way i'm not leaving any uh listeners uh you know kind of sitting there waiting if you are uh, <laughs> actually waiting for this uh podcast um and also, before I begin, I definitely want to give a huge, huge shout out uh, to one of the listeners, uh, Rico Richardson. Hopefully I said that correctly. Um, very, very, very well-versed uh, individual, a uh, uh, black man from uh, the East Coast area. Um, and uh, while he may kind of, you know, uh, be humble about his soccer knowledge, uh, uh, by all means, this guy, he knows his stuff. He does his research. Uh, and it was such a pleasure talking to him and getting more information. I uh, look forward to uh, chatting with him again, just kind of bouncing out ideas off of him. Um, and uh, if you also are interested in bouncing some ideas for this podcast, uh, you can hit me up on um, this uh, uh, Spotify or um, you can check out Square Infinity uh, is my handle name on um, on X, uh, Twitter, sorry, whichever one. Uh, so definitely bounce those off, man. So kind of getting into, uh, I guess this is one of the things that he's mentioned. And being a New Orleanian, uh, this definitely hit uh, close to home in a good way. And um, so one of my favorite players uh, uh, is obviously Cristiano Ronaldo. It's probably, you know, half a, you know, over half a billion people following him on uh, social media and whatnot. And not just because of his on-field uh, achievements, his off-field achievements as well, uh, you know, being such a, a cultural, uh, you know, fashion icon uh, and just, you know, huge in style and everything. And um, I guess the I had never known and uh, that these two, uh, the style and uh, huge icon, uh Basically, it intersected with um, a local icon um, from New Orleans, uh, Lil Wayne, uh, which is also interesting because my sister went to high school with Lil Wayne. <laughs> so I know that's kind of a generic uh, crossover, but it's still a crossover nonetheless. And um, so he, uh, uh, Mr. Rico, he mentioned this, uh, that there was a, you know, kind of there was a video collaboration um, uh, between Lil Wayne and, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I think this was back in 2014. So almost a decade ago. Um, and, uh, Lil Wayne was just, you know, at this time trying to start a, um, uh, sports agency as many did. You've seen like Jay-Z start one up and that's kind of been the new investment, uh, mindset, which is great. I, I totally, totally like, you know, when athletes or music artists broaden their horizons, they don't have to, but it is, you know, it's amazing. And, but I guess what's also interesting is that 
this kind of started the crossover. If you look at time frame, and there may have been some other ones that I, I just haven't seen, but based on the influx of um, uh, celebrities investing into soccer in some way or another, uh, chronologically, this would be one of the earliest. And um, I, I'm actually going to have the next uh, uh, segment is going to be about uh, a new ownership. Um, or sorry, next episode is going to have a mention about new ownership. But we've kind of seen some of those already. Um, like I said, with Jay-Z uh, being a, uh, a rock, rock nation, having, um, I think, uh, Marcus Rashford, uh, Romelu Lukaku, and and um, what's his name? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, and so this this was Weezy doing this back in 2014 before those other guys were even a thing. Uh, and obviously you had, you know, arguably one of the best on the field at the time uh, for 2014 and probably even arguably one of the best on the field now. So um, that was that was fun to see uh, if, you know, this like I said, this is more so just a tidbit part. You, you know, go you can go look up uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lil Wayne or Ronaldo Lil Wayne. And they're just on, you know, on the couch. Lil Wayne is kind of, you know, pitching the idea, you know, just happy to meet Ronaldo and whatnot and vice versa. Um, but uh, <laughs> the the I guess the best and the funniest part is, uh, you know, you know, back in the day, it was like cash money, young money, because he was, you know, originally with cash money, um, then kind of branched out and had his own thing, young money, uh, when, you know, which involved Drake uh, and so on, uh, you know, so forth. Um, so hearing Lil Wayne say, you know, you know, young money kind of has his like little sign off quote and whatnot. Cool. Uh, and you hear somebody else say it, and then you hear and see <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo said, uh, young money, I, I wish I could do it. I could imitate him. And by all means, this is the, you know, insult Ronaldo's, uh, uh speech because, oh, I think he knows probably five, six, uh, seven languages by now. And I'm, I'm on one and a half. So, uh, it's great. And I guess the segue is that I just like seeing that there is, there's not a rift, you know, I, I appreciate, uh, um, I appreciate celebrities such as Lil Wayne, not just for his music, but he has been a big crossover type of artist, uh, where there was, you know, crossing over to a little bit of rock, um, you know, during that scene, a couple of songs, and albums, I'm sorry, a couple of songs. Um, and you know, his, as far as his sports fandom, you know, obviously he's a New Orleans Saints fan, but he's, you know, he's rooted for Green Bay and he likes sports. You know, he, he's a sports minded person and I appreciate that he did not let, you know, what would have been considered, oh, this is not a black, you know, centered athlete. This is Ronaldo. We don't know him in the, the quote unquote black community. He was willing to make that, uh, that investment, which would have, by all means, been an incredible investment had uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, decide to sign one. Well, ultimately, he did not. But according to the uh, the article, they are friends, which is understandable. And um, so that's that's you know kind of my little thing on that. That's my little you know cash money Cristiano, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, part right there. And you know, hopefully. We get to see more of that crossover. Uh, one of the things uh, uh, Rico and I, Rico and I, were talking about was that um, that would, and that's kind of also it also touches on a previous episode as far as like the uh, MLS needs a uh, um, you know uh, Deion Sanders. Um, 
and I'm not going to speak for all black Americans, all black, you know, American soccer fans and whatnot, but from my experience and for what I've seen in, you know, high school and collegiate uh, coaching and assistant coaching and kind of that world where the majority of the population is uh, uh, black, Cristiano Ronaldo would, had that gone through, and there would have been marketing for him in the South and, you know, in, in the United States, that would have been a huge boost. Not saying Messi isn't. I just personally feel like the Ronaldo outside, off the pitch, uh, um, uh, vibrance would have been bigger. It would have reached across, it would have reached passports. Um, you know, it, it would have gained the attention of people, even if they just wanted style and just his, you know, just his, uh, you know, uh, the way he carries himself uh, as a star. And which I will admit, the superstardom, celebrity status, um, especially in, in, in the way that he has is it reaches a lot, you know, especially growing throughout uh, social media. So that's all I have to say on that. And um, let's get into the <laughs> kind of more of the meat of, uh, you know, things that's going on as far as some of the other topics. So uh, the next thing as far as superstar some are calling him the next Cristiano Ronaldo, and I know that's always so, 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 so uh, early. <laughs> it's so early, but at the same time, I have to admit, the guy is putting up some great numbers in his first uh, year at Real Madrid, Jude Bellingham. And uh, I-, I didn't know much about this guy until the World Cup, and like I said, I'm... I- I'm learning as uh, as the days go by, new articles, new co- competitions to watch, and um, you know, I think the first time I saw him was during the World Cup against a, uh, against the U.S. and I didn't know who this guy was. Uh, you know, even after the match, I just heard his name a lot. I'm like, okay, you know, this is a he's been talked about a good bit and everything. Um, then he got signed to Real Madrid. Uh, which, you know, they kind of had like a battle of, you know, is he going to get them? Obviously, a lot of other teams wanted to try to get him. Um, and since he's been with Real Madrid uh, in five, I think it's not, sorry, not five matches, uh, in 10 matches, uh, he's put up 10 goals. 10 goals in 10 matches. Two assists. Um, and... I got to say, I, I, I didn't expect that. I, I, I saw one match by him, and obviously the most recent match uh, was El Clasico, which is always a litmus test. It, it's That's, you know, the big rivalry. I mean, you you have fans from Real Madrid that will take more stock into that than when, you know, if they won a, uh, you know, Champions League, um, uh, a UCL Cup. And understandably, it's a big rivalry. It's the, arguably the biggest rivalry in sports history uh, and I you know you can fact check me on that and I, I think I'm still going to be right so uh, he's going up in his first matchup against uh, El Clasico they ended up winning two to one they were down one nil and until both goals were scored by Jude Bellingham himself uh, and I think um, I mean I think that's good for you know uh, England as well because that uh, the, I don't think England really had a top powerful player uh, that's you know getting the attention other than Harry Kane, but um, 
obviously, depending on if Bellingham starts winning trophies, uh, he becomes the new it guy. And I, I also really love it because now this throws another um, another player uh, in, in the pot as far as a, a, a three-way rivalry. Uh, you have, obviously, Mbappe at PSG. You have uh, Holland at uh, Manchester City. And now La Liga has... Uh, you know, in, at Real Madrid, Jude Bellingham, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe the Bundesliga will have someone. I'm sure there's someone there, and I just need to look a little bit for, uh, look a little bit harder at it. But this is good, you know, and also it prevents there being this, you know, dichotomy. This, oh, it's one or the other. That's the best of this time, because the Messi and Ronaldo days are going by. They're they're in like their twilight years. They're still, you know, getting attention in their respective leagues. Great, totally fine. But the new age does need to come, and I, I love that this guy is taking on that mantle. And it seems like he's taking it on very well. Obviously, these are the highlight, you know, uh, games and everything. All it takes is a couple of losses, and you have to see. But right now, they're at the top of the table, nine one and one. Uh, I'm sorry, tied at the top of the table uh, with uh, Hirona, which, wow. Um, and hopefully I said that if I didn't, Hirona, Hirona, uh, which is just surprising because I did not expect them to be number two in La Liga at this point and Barcelona to be uh, number four. But so much props to him. And I just like seeing, um, you know, uh, new faces and hopefully this, you know, crosses over. Um, as far as fandom over in the United States, I, I know he's not, he's not black American. He's from England. He's black British. And, uh, obviously they're much further ahead as far as having, um, top, you know, and well-known black, uh, players, um, from that area, uh, being on the biggest, you know, on the international stage. And, uh, you know, hopefully my, my hope is still out there for, you know, the local favorites. I'm saying local national favorites um you know tim Weah, who's on injury right now um uh, uh west mckinney uh tyler adams i i look forward to seeing them and you know upcoming black american players set themselves on the stage and show what we can do um uh not because of their you know skin tone but because they are incredible players and that can you know attract future black um uh, aspiring players in the future. Um, and just kind of a at last piece, I, I know uh, I didn't want to get too deep. You know, I didn't want to um, give every single episode for this week out at one time. But this one definitely uh, kind of caught my attention um, just because I, I feel like uh, I've been talking about, uh, you know, black Americans, you know, because obviously the show is Pitch Black, America's Missing Soccer Stars. But uh, I wanted to talk about, you know, uh, 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 Africans because the stage has grown. The stage has grown. And I the the whole, you know, the Messi winning the World Cup, that, that wasn't the real highlight to me. That was good. Congratulations. But, you know, the highlight was seeing a, a majority black um, on-field uh, lineup for uh, uh, France and almost winning their second World Cup, uh, and also just seeing the African teams, you know, uh, that were involved. Obviously, Morocco going further, 
and I know it's North African, you know, there's, I understand that there's, you know, debate on if somebody want to call, wants to call them African or not, that's really not a part of this, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the main purpose of this podcast, because um, the purpose of this part is that uh, the, uh, the next uh, World Cup, the one that's in the USA, Canada, Mexico, uh, they're going to be allotted nine, nine and one third, because uh, there's going to be uh, six teams that kind of have a playoff spot to get into, um, to play up into the groups. So let's just say, we'll just say for all intents and purposes, nine. Uh, and they may not seem like a whole lot, especially with the uh, total allotment going up to 48. But it's nine up from five. Keep in mind, Africa, and I'm just going off the top of my head, Africa has 52 countries. 52 countries in, um, you know, one of the largest continents by uh, landmass uh, in the world. I'm sorry, 54. Sorry, I just wanted to do a quick check. I I, I don't have a producer like uh, Joe Rogan, so I have to kind of uh, real-time search research stuff. So 54. So And it's 9 out of 54, uh, which is not bad compared to it was 5. So it went up from a... 10% or 9.2% um, chance of being in the World Cup to sixteen percent. And that may not like I said, that may not seem like a whole lot, especially, you know, for years you had uh, uh South America, even though it has a limited amount of teams, it had, you know, uh uh four teams going to the World Cup on a regular basis and obviously uh, the top winning uh, uh, tie, at least tied, I think, uh, winning club is Brazil. So what does this mean? You know, it's more opportunity. It's more opportunity to see uh, African nations really show what they have. I still wish, and this is only personal, I still wish that um, maybe one day the, the stars that had cultural ties, um, Two, two African nations played for them, but I, I also understand, you know, just because your parents were from Cameroon doesn't mean you're from Cameroon. Your your heritage or your history is from Cameroon, but you know you've learned the language and the culture of where you are. You know, you could have gone from Cameroon to France, and I know I'm kind of picking on Mbappe, but it's understandable when they say, "Hey, I am French." You know, it's the same thing as far as you know. Uh, there being an American player, obviously we we are a blended, very you know diverse country, um, and you know it's it can be you know kind of confusing because you have players that you know may have never lived in the United States, but their parents have U.S. citizenship. Um, but for the part uh, for the purpose of this, it's like I say, it's, it's understandable if they decided not to play for them. Uh, and it's also understandable if they do decide to play for them. That's, you know, their stone volition. You know, um, I just hope that there is the best talent that comes out of those uh, clubs as possible. I'm sorry, those uh, national teams as possible. So I'm just going to go through the quick. Uh, uh, I started with just which ones were in the top 50. Uh, but then once I saw the allotment for the upcoming World Cups for um, 
the African Nations, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Conference of, uh, uh, for African uh, national teams. Um, so at number 13, Morocco, which I'm sure we all heard about, you know, they went far uh, into, the, into the World Cup. They beat my Portugal team. Uh, yes, I say I'm a Portugal team because, yes, I do root for the United States, but I root for Portugal as well, as well just because I'm a grown man and I can root for whomever I want to. <laughs> it's a sport. If you have one team, great. If you have two teams, great. If you're just rooting for the winner, that's on you. That's great. Um, as long as you're enjoying enjoying the games. Uh, number 20, Senegal. Number 32, Tunisia. Uh, number 33, Algeria, 35, Egypt, um, and that pretty much, com- that's, uh, I think that's four out of the top five African nations or North African, uh, you know, uh, north of uh, the uh, Sahara. Um, then you have number 40, Nigeria, uh, 43, Cameroon, 47, Mali, and uh, 52, Ivory Coast, uh, which is, you know, a team I remember from decades ago. Um, and it's just, uh, so... Out of that, I think that's three, that's nine. So that would be your top nine African nations as of right now. Obviously, things can kind of fluctuate. Your bottom three could fall out and some other ones could come up, such as Ghana and, you know, uh, many others. Um, But at this point, that would be your nine that's in there. And I I hope, you know, it's just like with the, the, the Olympics. I hope that the World Cup becomes a place where, People can understand, especially with it being in the United States coming up, uh, well, majorly or uh, primarily in the United States uh, coming up, that these teams are able to come in with their culture, show their culture, uh, just like how they do the walk-in for the Olympics. And I understand the players don't do a walk-in for the World Cup, but um, just as far as their fan base, uh, just as far as, you know, how, how the players interact, what are some you know, interesting cultural things that they do to celebrate or how they play their style of play. Um, and if that can start to trickle in into the country, because um, I think this is one of the best spots for people to share uh, diverse ideas, regardless of what people think of the United States. I think that is a great move to involve uh, more teams, especially uh, not not as a a diversity hire, but as a hey, this continent has 54 countries and they were only getting five slots. Um, you know, how about we expand this and have it, it? It'll never be a pure World Cup tournament because pure would just mean everybody would play and then you get to, you know, the final team. But as far as a huge chunk and population wise representing, you know, the amount of each continent, I think this is a good, you know, this is probably going to be the best that they get, at, at least as far as uh, my lifetime. But um, anyway, uh, thanks again. That's just kind of my rambles today. And like I said, I'm going to you know, be putting these out a little bit more often. Uh, the goal is for every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I'm going to try to take Saturday and Sunday uh, to you know, watch more matches, kind of get some more interesting info, maybe mix it up. Uh, primary thing is going to still be pitch black black uh you know america's missing soccer stars primarily black uh americans uh in soccer in the usa but i'm always willing to reach out and kind of bring you know bring things together and you know really show a bit of unity as far as uh how soccer 
uh, can be reached in you know, an even more diverse way um, that we know of. So, as again, I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you for listening. And as always, looking forward to kicking with you. Bye.